2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 through 10. For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling. If indeed, by putting it on, we may not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So, we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage, and we and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please Him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, Barrett. So now we are talking earthly and heavenly dwellings. Mm. You know, this is not at all the same in magnitude, but it, it does kind of make this sort of language makes me think of back before we had inherited our permanent church building, okay. 221 Armor. And is this our heavenly dwelling or <laughs> yeah, not the same magnitude? Oh, okay, okay, not okay. The same magnitude. yeah, keep going, keep going. But uh, it did make me think of you know when we were sort of in this temporal dwelling of the stave room, there you go, and loading in and out all the time, and the groaning and the constant problem solving and the crammedness. And we had this guarantee of 221, which was we had made a down payment on mm. it. Um, and we weren't in it yet, but we had spent a lot of money on it. So yep. we knew we were going to be there one day. And we yep. had these cool little 3D renderings and yeah. uh, inspirational videos of Dees and Bradley Fulkerson talking. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and right. so we looked forward to it. And yet we pressed on through the groaning of being in the stave room. And uh, so if we take the analogy out, this is our heavenly dwelling. I mean, that's where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> that's again again but i do understand i do magnitude. understand what you're saying i do understand but that's a good analogy that sort of duality yes. that sort of duality Barry. yes it's it's what we call in the business like I get a, an analogy or a metaphor ah okay yeah, yeah, okay yeah, okay yeah. i do not think that this is our heavenly dwelling <laughs> um, i would be very disappointed if it was even though yeah, this yeah. is a beautiful building yeah yeah we love it but, but yeah so we're, we're talking you know this temporal earthly dwelling you know obviously he's talking about our bodies and mm. how uh, they're, this is basically this precursor to a building. You right. know, our, our our bodies are a tent compared to the building that will be given to us in the new yeah. heavens. So yeah. what are your thoughts, Barfi, on this passage? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point. And honestly, I think a lot of this, anytime we see like tent, um, dwelling, those mm. type, that type of language in the Bible... It typically is Paul hearkening back to some tabernacle temple yes, type language. A million percent. Yeah, exit. So, um, so there is a lot of that that's going on. And I mean, this is I, I spoke a couple of days ago about 
uh, the need for us to understand biblical theology or the story of yep. scripture. And so there's a lot here that's going on when he's talking about the tent not made with hands. Mm-hmm. So a tent that was made with hands was called the tabernacle. Yep. And then later on the permanent tabernacle, which was called the temple in Jerusalem. And those were those were the ones that were made with hands, but God is making another one not made with hands, you know, mm-hmm. as it were in in the heavens and we even you know you can even keep going in the story all the way to the end in uh revelation 21 and it says how like the heaven you know the holy city is coming down out of heaven to earth mm-hmm. and so there's a whole lot going on, on. with all of that yeah. and that's where god is going to be present with us and he will be our god and we will be his people and there will be no more crying and no more tears and no more suffering and and, yeah. and those things. And so, um, so all this is kind of going on. But in the meantime, like you're, I, I knew you were using an analogy with our building and all that. But um, all all the while, we have this down payment. We mm-hmm. have this guarantee, mm-hmm. which is the spirit. Yeah. And it's a spirit that lives inside of us. And so he's this guarantee that that this you know this heavenly dwelling we are actually going to get to dwell in the presence of God forever. Um, one day and, and the down payment, this guarantee is the spirit that lives with us. And so it's just a beautiful doctrine of, of what the Bible teaches, but, you know, continuing on in this passage, I want to just say, like, I don't feel like I can read this passage without mentioning that, uh, verse 10 is one of the most like formative verses in my, uh, spiritual journey or Mm. my walk with the Lord, uh, when I was so, let me let me let me tell just a little, some, a little barfish biography, a little a little autobiography, if you will, Auto, a little barfish uh, autobiography. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, but when I was a student at Auburn, uh, Jason Dees and I, great friends there, mm-hmm. and um, we went to this uh, worship service one night where this guy was was teaching, and basically he taught on Second uh, Corinthians five ten, um, which. For our listeners, because I know you you might be driving or whatever, but it says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. And so there's this idea that even as believers, we're going to come before the judgment seat of Christ. And we don't know exactly how that's going to play out. I don't think it's like, you know, you're here in heaven, but like, Will, you actually used your life for evil, so I'm going to kick you out of heaven now. Like, I don't think it's that necessarily, but I, I think each of us would should want and desire to stand before the judgment seat of Christ one day and hear those words that Jesus himself heard, mm-hmm. uh, well done, my good and faithful servant. And we would love to hear those words. And so uh, this guy, you know, when I was at that worship service in Auburn, he, he, he actually told this story and it was like this fictitious story of how Jesus came back and then like all the believers of all time are in this huge stadium auditorium, you know, type place. And like one by one, he begins to call people down and they would stand in front of Jesus and he would kind of give, they would give an account of their life to Jesus. And, and, you know, there was this old woman that nobody had ever heard of. And yet she was this like amazing prayer warrior, like yeah. all, you know, for many, many years. And, and Jesus just like runs up to her and like embraces her. And, you know, it's just this wonderful scene, you know, all this. And then there's this guy who's kind of the main character of the story. And he comes before Jesus. And as he's standing before Jesus, he, he, he just knows like he did not live his life in the way he should have. And it, and it was just like, he was just kind of like a lukewarm Christian, whatever. And, um, and it just, you know, in my little 
Auburn heart at that moment. Like my little Auburn heart. Yeah. The book by Barrett Fisher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I probably wouldn't title my book that it would give too much credence to, to the place of Auburn in my life. Uh, <laughs> we have way too many people who like Auburn more than I do uh, at yeah. Christ Covenant. But um, at my little Auburn heart at that moment, like the Lord just used that to, I mean, the Holy Spirit was just all over me yeah. that like, man, I want to use this life to honor the Lord and to mm. like, to do his will and to do his work. And that led me in a ministry direction. And I'm not sitting here saying that like that should be true of everybody. And, and it most indefinitely, you know, definitely will not be true of everybody. Sure. Um, but I do think, I do think all of us can, can think about this verse yeah. and what it means for your life that the Bible is teaching us, Paul is teaching us here that like we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ one day. And, and there's going to be some sort of an evaluation for our life. And we, so consider the way that you are using your life. Yeah. And I mean, I think it gets back to, you know, what Paul was saying at the end of, uh, end of chapter four, that like, you know, for the things that are seen or transient, but the things that are unseen or eternal. And so like, are we spending our lives on those unseen things mm -hmm. and are we spending our lives investing in investing in other people staying close to jesus walking closely with him using everything that he's entrusted with us to glorify him and if we are i think you know when jesus returns one day we will be so happy and thrilled at the mm -hmm. judgment seat one day to see jesus and to feel his warm embrace and 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 just to it'll just be such a beautiful moment mm -hmm. and so i that's that's my challenge to all of the listeners out there today is 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 go back and read Second Corinthians five ten that we will stand before the judgment seat of Christ and and have to give an account of what we did with our lives mm. and, and just where you are in your life right now. Yeah, you know the to go back and close on the state room analogy um, that was so impactful for you. Yeah, 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 it was. <laughs> no, but to go back to that, there like I said, there was a lot of you know groaning and challenges and growing pains and all, all that sort of stuff. But now here we are, it's 2023. We've been in 221 for a few months and um, all that like pain and just, you know, in inconvenience and uh, tiredness and exhaustion and just all, all that stuff. It's fallen by the wayside. Like it's, it's gone from yeah. our lives and now like life has moved on and all that remains from that season of this church's life is the ministry that happened mm -hmm. and God's work that happened yeah. while we were there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our church grew and discipleship happened and mm -hmm. worship happened and conviction through the Holy spirit, through the word happened. Yeah. Um, and all the, all the other crap ha has, you know, faded with time. Mm -hmm. And that is how, that is going to be true of our lives too one day, you know? And, and I think that if we read today's passage in tandem with, with yesterday's passage, the jars of clay, mm. um, the affliction, the persecution, the striking down, the, the perplexing things, the mysteries that we face, like it will all fade away yeah. with our lives one day. Mm. And, you know, there, there's the, classic limerick um that john piper and other people reference only one life which will soon be passed only what's done for christ will last and there is truth in that that one day barrett fisher um if the lord tarries one day barrett fisher will die will yep. carlisle will die yep 
Um, and with us will be all of the challenges and struggles and everything. And all that will be left will be the things that the Holy Spirit set into motion through our obedience. Yeah. And so let's be obedient, you yeah, know? That's right. Um, and it's just a, it's just a good call that, uh, you know, that is what we'll live on. And that is what, when we approach the, the judgment seat of Christ, we can cling to. So for the little Auburn heart of Vera Fisher, <laughs> <laughs> this is Will Carlisle, and we'll see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.